0: The Baseball Lifer Podcast is on the air. This is Don Wardlow. I'm breaking format this week. We won't have the theme music. Our scheduled guests, Dave Lutz and Rob Nelson, have kindly agreed to their broadcast being aired next Friday so that this day, this broadcast, I could dedicate to the memory of. Bud Harrelson, who passed away yesterday morning, Thursday, January 11th, 2024. Bud Harrelson was born on what would later be called The Longest Day because of a book and movie of that title, but in the shorthand of the day when he was born, it was called D-Day, June 6th, 1944. Just a few hours into D-Day on all four radio networks in america edward r burroughs voice could be heard from london reading general eisenhower's order of the day
1: we will accept nothing less than full victory good luck and let us all beseech the blessing of almighty god upon this great and noble undertaking this order was distributed to assault elements after their embarkation it was read by appropriate commanders to all other troops in the allied expeditionary force
2: I return you now to the United
0: States. That was part of the broadcast from D-Day, June 6th, 1944, the day that Daryl McKinley Harrelson was born in Niles, California. That's in the San Francisco Bay area near San Jose and Oakland. It's said that his big brother, Dwayne, couldn't say Daryl, and Daryl, instead of that, he. Dwayne would call him brother, and brother evolved into Bud. This was Bud, or if Bob Murphy was calling it, Buddy Harrelson. He played for the Mets as early as 1965. There were a couple of teams offering money to Bud Harrelson, but he said later that he knew where the best chance was to quickly make the majors, and that was with the Mets. With them, he was an all-star twice in 1970 and 1971. And surprisingly to me, he only won one Golden Glove, and that was in 1971. He was a terrific shortstop. I'd like to know who was getting the gold glove the rest of the years when he didn't get it. That was a time when it was accepted and maybe even expected that a shortstop would be termed good field, no hit. The ultimate example of that was Mark Belanger of the Baltimore Orioles. Bud had a lifetime batting average of 236. He hit seven home runs lifetime in a 15-year career between the Mets, Phillies, and Rangers. As I mentioned, he had the one gold glove in 1971. One of the most famous moments in Bud Harrelson's playing career, he said later, was kind of his fault. It didn't appear to be that at the time, but Harrelson took a certain amount of responsibility for it later. In 1973, the Mets were facing the Cincinnati Reds in the National League Championship Series. And in the second game of that series... John Matlack, the Mets' terrific young left-handed pitcher, threw an absolute gem at the Reds, shut them down cold, 5 nothing, And it was not easy to shut that ball club down cold. Bud Harrelson said something on the order of, Matlack made the big red machine look like me out there. And somehow that got back to the... Cincinnati Reds hitters. Harrelson was warned the next day by Joe Morgan, the Reds' second baseman, that he might have said something he would later regret. What ended up happening happened in the fifth inning with the Mets. Ahead in the game, 9-2, to Cincinnati up at home plate. Bob Murphy described what happened next. But Harrelson's most famous moment as a player.
2: Ground ball, hit down to first base. Milner has it, throws to Buddy Harrelson, one, to first, double play. And a fight breaks out. A fight breaks out. Pete Rose and Buddy Harrelson, both clubs, still out of the dugouts. And a wild fight is going on. Jerry Kuzman's in the middle of the fight. Here come the players from the dugouts on the dead run. Everybody is out there. Buddy Harrelson and Pete Rose got into it. Rose apparently thought that Harrelson had done something in making the double play. Rose was about 10 times the size, and now Rosie Capra is in a fight. Capra's in a fight out in center field. Another fight breaks up, and the fists are really flying. Pete Rose went after Buddy Harrelson. Rose outweighs Harrelson about 35 pounds. Buddy made the double play it threw on to first base. And now they're really having trouble holding on to somebody out there. Buddy Harrelson has been cut. Tom McKenna is working with him. The players are still all out there. Rose went after Buddy Harrelson. Unlike Pete Rose. Warbone being held by his teammates is trying to get him off the field. Pete Rose went after Buddy Harrelson. It was a 3 6 3 double play. Buddy's all right, coming off the field with Roy McMillan. Buddy was whacked over the left eye, it looks like he's sitting above the left eye. So Rose went after Harold. Pete Rose definitely went after Bud Harold. 3 6 3 double play. Somebody ought to get thrown out of this ballgame. And we'll see how the umpires are going to handle it. Hard to believe that Rose would go after Harold, and he outweighs him about 40 pounds.
0: As it turned out, nobody was ejected from the ball game. There was a delay of some 20 minutes when the fans at Chase Stadium were throwing stuff down on the field. And the rest of that series, which went a full five games, Pete Rose's name was Mud. All he had to do would be show his face out of the dugout. And you could hear the boos from one end of New York to the other end. Pete Rose being who he was, he fed on that. He hit a home run, to win game four for the Reds. But game five, the Mets would win behind Bud Harrelson's teammate, Tom Seaver. And that would put him into the World Series, which the Mets barely lost in game seven against the Oakland A's. Bud Harrelson and Tom Seaver were roommates. They were that until Tom Seaver was traded in June of 1977, what has been called by Mets fans the Midnight Massacre. He and Dave Kingman were both traded in two deals around midnight that night, which used to be the trade deadline back in those days. And Harrelson himself would be gone at the end of 1977. He'd be off to the Philadelphia Phillies. He'd play two years there, and then he'd play one for the Texas Rangers. But Harrelson were. Doing a little tribute. He passed away yesterday, Thursday, January 11th, as I record this on Friday the 12th. This is Don Wardlow on the Baseball Lifer podcast. One thing I never knew was that Bud Harrelson spent a year as a broadcaster for Channel 9 on Mets ball games. He did 60 games. A lot of the Mets games were on cable by then. And I wish any of those 60 that he did on Channel 9 were available. I'd love to have a piece of sound with his voice to share with you, but I don't know of any of those being out there. After a year behind the mic, Bud Harrison managed the Little Falls Mets in the New York Penn League. And in 1985, he managed the Columbia Mets in Columbia, South Carolina in the South Atlantic League, and in 86, he became a coach on manager David Johnson's coaching staff. And if you've seen the video of Ray Knight scoring the winning run in game six of the 86 World Series, Bud Harrelson is the third base coach, and he follows Ray Knight to home plate on that improbable run to end that most improbable rally. But Harrelson became a manager with the Mets in 1990. He was manager part of that season and part of the 1991 season. The Mets didn't win the pennant either of those two years. The most famous ball game that Bud Harrelson managed was a game that's made famous by Bob Murphy's call to end the game. The Phillies are hosting the Mets. It's Veterans Stadium in Philadelphia. As we pick up the ball game, it's the bottom of the ninth at the Vet. The Philadelphia Phillies came into the bottom of the ninth, down to the Mets by a score of 10 to 3. It's now 10 to 8, and Mets' longtime broadcaster and idol and icon. Bob Murphy sets the scene. Gary Cohn is his associate on this broadcast.
1: The bases are loaded. Nobody out. And the man who leads Major League Baseball in batting, Lynn Dykstra, a former New York batting at 353, will be standing in against John Franco. Now the Phillies are only a single from tying this ball game up. Dykstra stands in. Franco agrees with Todd Hundley. The infield looks for two. The pitch. Ground ball to second, it might be a double play. Miller to Diaz, and on to first, double play! A double play, a run scores, it's 10 to nine, and it's not over, but a four, six, three, double play. Get into by Lynn Dykstra. There are two men away, the hitter is Tommy Hurd. Boy, this game is leaving everybody as limp as a dishwreck. John Franco needing one more. If Franco can save this one, he has earned his money for the whole year. It is 10 to nine New York. Six runs have scored. They need one more to tie it. An unbelievable ball game here at the Met in Philadelphia. John Franco, how do you stay cool at a spot like this? Here's the pitch on the way. Line drive caught. The game is over. The Mets win it. A line drive to Mario Diaz. And the Mets win the ball game. They win the damn thing by a score hit the night and win it on a line drive to hit the ball game. Oh, wow. (laughs) A line drive to Mario Diaz. The final out and the Mets hang on. Win the ball game, pick up a game on Pittsburgh. In the ninth inning, the Phillies score six runs. How many hits, Gary? Seven. Seven
0: hits. On any Mets social media page, All you have to write is, they win the damn thing. Everybody knows what game you're talking about. The end of the game that you just heard described by Bob Murphy. The most famous single game of Bud Harrelson's managing career. That is the Bud Harrelson that you can find on the internet. When we come back after a word from our sponsor, I'll tell you about the Bud Harrelson you can't find on the internet. The man i got a chance to meet in 1975 this is the baseball lifer podcast i am having such a problem at work this is the second time this month i have had two computers down and i can't get my computer company to come to the office and fix them i think they are too busy with other bigger companies
3: you know i was having the same problem until we met Portland Computer Services in Middlesex, New Jersey. They respond to most of my calls the same day, either by accessing my computers remotely or by sending a technician to my office.
0: Wow, that would be great. It is such a disruption when the computers are not working properly. I need somebody that can come out, see what's wrong, and fix it.
3: On our first meeting, they surveyed our network for security, identified some problem areas, and set us up with security software designed to prevent malware, ransomware, and all of the other threats that are on the Internet these days. They have been helping central New Jersey businesses for 30 years, and they have an a rating with the Better Business Bureau. You should contact them either on the web at CourtlandComputerServices.com or by phone At 732-356-8860, 732-356-8860, courtlandcomputerservices.com.
0: Tell them you heard about it on the Baseball Lifer podcast and get a $100 coupon toward your first two hours of computer services. Back on the Baseball Lifer podcast, Don Wardlow here. Our episode is a tribute to Bud Harrelson. He passed away. Thursday, January 11th. And I'm going to talk to you now before we sign off about the chance I had to meet Bud Harrelson. And I remember it very clearly. I was 12 years old. My birthday is in April, beginning of April. And this was May 8th, a Thursday evening. My dad had gotten tickets to go to a speech where but Harrelson addressed a room full of kids and their dads, and he talked about baseball, he talked about positive thinking. I didn't have a baseball card to sign, but he signed my ticket, and I kept that later on in my collection where the card for him should have been. I kept that ticket to that banquet, and I know he wrote on it, Believe in Yourself. What I couldn't have imagined in a million years was that 20 years later, in 1995, I would be doing speeches in front of rooms full of children. My speeches would be not only about baseball, but it would be about how a blind person gets through life, and the big focus would be my seeing eye dog. But when I was listening to Bud Harrelson talk, As they say, I never imagined I could be up on that stage. I wanted to be a disc jockey. I had no ideas about being a sports broadcaster, which I would become eight years later in college. I would do my first game, and then it would be another eight years after that until 1991 before I became a professional broadcaster, and... In 95, while I was in New Britain, Connecticut, I was able to travel around in, mostly in New Jersey. And I was able to talk to classrooms full of children. And that I got a great kick out of that. And I hope the athletes who do that, I hope they get as much of a kick out of it as I did. This has been an episode of the Baseball Lifer podcast, where we paid tribute to Bud Harrelson, Mets shortstop, Mets manager, who passed away yesterday at age 79. Next week, we're going to have a couple of guys who took the American game of baseball down to South Africa, and they took it there in the 70s before it was politically correct to play with South Africa. There was a lot of problems, which we will get into next week with Rob Nelson and Dave Lutz. That'll be next week on the Baseball Lifer podcast. Until then, this is Don Wardlow. Have a good week.